Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Good today. Good morning for coffee. Today is Thursday, October 6th. And uh, if you're on video, you will see that it is a, um, a cloudy, misty morning here in Santa Fe. We have been having uh, Seattle type weather very Pacific moisture weather. It's been raining pretty much nonstop for the last couple of days. Uh, since yesterday morning we've gotten three quarters of an inch of rain which is a lot for us. And we before that got like an eighth of an inch the night before. Rain rain rain. It's been a rainy year which is awesome. So it's um a lovely cozy morning. I am holding out with recording in the grape harbor for as long as possible. The flowers are still blooming. I did notice on my calendar though that last year I am becoming my grandmother. I'll explain that in a moment. But last year I brought the plants in the potted plants inside on October 10th and here we are already October 6th as previously noted. But um we're not having a freeze anytime soon so I don't think it'll be that way this year. I seem to recall that last year there was an early freeze. And now I kind of want to go back and listen to my podcast at the time because I undoubtedly mentioned it. Hummingbirds are still here though. Uh, hummingbird right above me. There you go. I put the feeder in a slightly different place this time. But yes, if you're on video, you can see her up there. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> we don't need to leave the camera on the hummingbird, however. So, anyway, um, yeah, we had a, a put a fire in the fireplace last night in the Kiva fireplace. So it was uh, cozy and delightful. I do love fall in case you didn't know. Actually if you're a longtime listener you'll probably notice that I love all seasons. Um, I, <laughs> I I kind of feel that way when people ask me like what my favorite color is which for the record is green if I can find it in a deep forest green like this shawl that I am wearing um, which I rarely can find the color I don't think comes through on the camera well but it's really a deep forest green. Um, yeah if I can find things in that color green I'm very happy but I also love like these kind of teal blues right which I'm wearing a lot of I've been wearing a lot of blue lately. My nails now are copper in uh, celebration of autumn. I love metallic colors. Uh, I love a good crimson red. I love it, it's like um, why do we have to choose? Why do we have to pick uh, a favorite color when all colors are wonderful or you know it's same thing with books like what people are like what is your favorite book and it's like fuck you. <laughs> I realize this is not an appropriate response but how are you supposed to pick you know for what for what reason and at what time in my life. There was a time in my life when the prince of tides by Pat Conroy was my favorite book and I 
would give it to everyone I knew as a gift. And do I have any desire to reread it now? Have I ever reread it? No. But it said something to me at the time. I don't know. It's a kind of a weird cultural obsession with like the favorites thing, right? Uh, becoming my grandmother. I may, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on this podcast, uh, but my grandmother kept calendars. And if you have read my essay collection, Wyoming trucks, true love and the mother channel, my very first book, there is an essay in there called appliances. And I believe that the opening line may even be my grandmother kept calendars and grandmother would write on the calendar like what the temperature was that day. Uh, and she wrote, um, I wonder if I could find this. Hold on. Well, I found it, but I can't open the files. I have docs and RTF files and word says they're corrupt. That's the problem with the older files, right? But it's in the book by the book. (laughs) Anyway, I believe that the first line is my mother, grandmother kept calendars. And I talk about how uh, she tracked more things than like the temperature or this sort of thing that she also tracked um, the state of her refrigerator and how much noise it was making. And it was a became a record of her dementia. Um, what's funny is funny not funny on this essay that I wrote I read it at um, a celebration of I can't remember what she called it. One of my professors, this is back at university of Wyoming when we were in Laramie, uh, did this thing for like young writers. And she asked me how old I was. (laughs) And uh, I'm like, it's funny to think back on now because I think I was just about to turn 30. Was, is that possible? Let's see hold on for math. Okay. No, I was like 35 and I think she wanted, or maybe I was about to turn 35. Anyway, I like squeaked under the wire and she said, okay, well you still count as a young writer. It was like, and after I turned 35, I'm, I'm an old writer. We had this conversation in the Faro discord yesterday. Those gals entertained me uh, because one of them said that she hoped that when she was a mature woman like some of the people on that server that uh, she was as I don't know because I stopped reading after that point <laughs> and I said I feel attacked and they were talking about uh, being a crone and I said I decline the term crone I'm definitely not a crone I do have my cane which is for shaking to tell the kids to get off my lawn but um, not for leaning upon not yet not that there's any shame in that but I didn't like that image. And so then I looked up the term crone and (laughs) even worse, it came into English, I think via old French, but anyway, the original, it meant an, a disagreeable woman and came from the word carrion. So I was like decline crone and carrion both. No, thank you. So um, <laughs> tangents upon tangents today. Yeah. So 
is it any different that I make my notations on my phone in my Google Calendar? But it's good to know what day I brought the plants in last year, which is why I started tracking them. Uh, I thought maybe I'd written down when I turned on the heat, but I didn't find that. We did turn on the heat on Tuesday earlier than I would have on my own, but David gets cold easily. So, um, been working on sugar plum holiday novella, which has turned out to be not as sugary as I thought. Um, Amy, damn her is, has generated some interesting conflict and I don't really know what she's up to. What do you call like the mother of the bride who's like going bananas about planning the wedding? It's not bridezilla, which I couldn't use for a fantasy world anyway, but what do you call, is there a name for that? You know, like the, the mother of the bride who like makes it be all about her only that's not what Amy's doing. She's got something else up her sleeve. I'm not sure what it is, but anyway, um, I've got about 4,400 words on the novella so far, which everyone keeps reminding me is good. I wanted to have 9,000 so far yesterday. I slowed down mostly because Amy was getting in my face. Um, but anyway, it's, it's going fine. Um, still on, on track. Like I need to be. I also yesterday had a zoom meeting. You heard it here first, uh, with Grace Draven, Maria Vale, and Dana Marton. And the four of us are going to do anthology spring anthology. Uh, we're going to have a special edition, uh, ready exclusively for a polycon attendees. And after that, we'll have it available for everybody else. The, the great unwashed. Um, so yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, and in my usual inimitable style, I am like the one only one who doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. What, why am I always this person? Um, Dana has already written her story. It's pretty much done. Maria has hers. Oh, Grace has hers completely plotted out. It's all up in her head. So they told us about theirs. And then Maria told us about hers because hers is a little bit more nebulous, but reader hers is a completely fleshed out idea. Um, so, and, and then she's even apologizing. She's like, well, I know that the idea still needs work and, but it was good because it gave me a sense of like what the three of them are going to write. And I was like, I, I don't know what mine will be. No freaking clue. I might write it in the same world as the bandits book. It would fit. Um, I just have to see how the bandits book goes, but you know, you know, and of course they all laugh at me and they're like, well, it doesn't matter, Jeffy, you can just write it, you know, in the last two weeks of February and be done. And it's like, okay, so that's kind of funny and also not funny. Cause that's probably what I'll end up doing. <laughs> so, but I think that because of the theme of this anthology, which I'm not exactly revealing yet because I'm not sure. I don't think we agreed on that or not. Um, 
yeah, I'm not going to, can't really say, yeah, but oh, this would be spoilery unless I said it in the covenants of Thorns world, which I suppose is possible, but unlikely. Um, I don't really have anything else that would match thematically. Sharp readers among you will be figuring that out now. I'm always amused by how you all uh, put together the clues. So that was really fun to chat with them to get that done and um, yeah, yeah I don't know that got all the bills paid got all the royalties crunched. Um, for those of you wondering about bonds of magic being on script it should be there now. I've gotten notices that it's being from um find a way that it's been distributed to all these places. So yeah go forth and enjoy. Although I think it's um most of the people asking have actually already read the books. So what do you just like listen to the audio on top of having read the book is it like a comfort listen thing maybe so. You all know I don't love listening to audiobooks because my mind tends to wander. Um, I forget to pay attention to the story. I think I start thinking about my own stories and I don't know why but so it goes and let's see what else is going on. I do have writer coffee today which is nice because we haven't met I feel like in a really long time. I'm, I'm gonna say it hasn't been since like the end of August I think when I met up with Jack and Jim at Cliff Foodies on my birthday might have been the last time or close to my birthday. So yeah with all the traveling and everything. So that'll be great. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing them. Uh, I was talking with uh, an aspiring writer who had been through Santa Fe a while back and had been able to come to one of our writer coffee coffees and it was interesting hearing him talk about it because he was saying what a great group and community we have here and how privileged he had felt to be like get to be part of this get together where we talked about you know like our lives friendly conversation and he said but also high level conversation about writing and business and stuff and and I realize that it's something that I'm so accustomed to now that I do take it for granted. Uh, you know and I remember when I first got to be go to like an RWA conference back in the day I just wish RWA would get their act together that it was so amazing to go and like be in the bar and see Nora Roberts sitting there talking with her friends and Linda Howard and that they were giving workshops and talks and chats and 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 sharing that that high level knowledge um, sharing just even that I don't even know how to phrase it like that high level presence and it's something that the 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 success people talk about a whole lot is 
how valuable it is to get to spend just a little bit of time with somebody who is very successful in the field that you are in. And, and I spent some time, you know, like making sure I got to be friends with those writers so that, that I could have those conversations. And it, I know it's not easy for those of you out there who are, I don't know, making faces at the, the screen or the car stereo or what have you. Uh, I know it's not easy to, to get out and meet those people and do those things, but it does make a difference. Just getting to have conversations with people about that stuff. Um, it, it raises up your understanding of the field of the profession of how people do things. And it's funny to me that at this point in time, I've kind of forgotten what that's like. I was, <laughs> okay, so I don't know if this counts as a dirty secret, but I do have Instagram still on my phone and I do like watching Instagram reels. I don't watch very many in a row, but Instagram has figured out enough that I will watch pretty much anything with Taylor Swift in it because I am a Swifty unabashed. And she was talking about writing the song champagne problems and something that she said about the song. See, again, I do think it's useful to listen to people who are very successful talking about their process and how they do things, even those snippets and something she said about champagne problems made me look up the lyrics and then it offered me a definition of champagne problems and urban dictionary said it first appeared in 2011, which I'm surprised, you know, it was that long ago, but then they said that it was like, um, like rich people problems. Um, or one of the definitions was a problem. That's a choice between two equally good options. And, and that's not how I use it. I know that I've used it very deliberately to substitute for first world problems, which can mean rich people problems. And, and that's partly why we don't say it anymore because first world problems implies that, um, you know, like that there aren't wealthy people in other parts of the world or, you know, it's, it's just really a cringe worthy phrase. So champagne problems for me means a problem that is not a dire problem, but it's still a problem. And I don't remember how I got on that particular topic talking about champagne problems. Oh, well just talking with other writer friends and so forth that, you know, like a lot of the problems that we have are, are champagne problems that, you know, and, and I can understand why aspiring writers or newbie writers get frustrated with us when we're saying things like, Oh, you know, I'm fighting with my publisher over this. And they're like, I wish I had a publisher. And it's like, yes, yes. Absolutely. That's a legitimate feeling. And I wish you had a publisher too. And yet at the same time, um, it's still a real problem. And I was talking with Dorinda about something yesterday and I thought, you know, here I am just having this conversation with the fabulous Dorinda Jones, as I do pretty much daily. It's been nice to be working together again. And I understand why she's frustrated and, but it's, um, you know, she's also, a New York times bestselling author. And would anybody else think that her problems are, you know, they're like, Oh, I wish I had her problems. 
We say that a lot, don't we? I wish I had her problems instead of my problems. Don't we always wish we had someone else's problems other than our own? Anyway, um, I hope you all have a wonderful Thursday. I'm going to go get some work done before Ryder Coffee, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. You all take care. Bye-bye.